Hallelujah. Um, so it's nice to be here in the bay. Um, my wife Joy is down there, and I was remiss this morning. I didn't introduce her. So I'd like to introduce her to you this evening. And um, her name is Joy with an E. And uh, this is Joy. She might like to say hello. Hi. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having us here. Um, it's our first time in Hastings in our ministry, but um, Hastings is not new to me from my days gone by. In fact, I feel like I've come full circle because the last time I was in Hastings, um, I had just come back from meandering around the world and being involved in all sorts of other things other than Christian and um, I was in a very lost state, and I, I came and I came down here to stay with friends in Hastings. And um, at that time, my mum was praying fervently, my dad was praying fervently. In fact, they had a word one day. My mum said, Lord, are you hearing my prayers? Are you really hearing my... And, and she walked into the room, turned the TV on, and the words came out, never doubt the power of prayer. Now, at that time, when she was praying fervently, and I was coming to the end of that long leash that I had sort of gone off on when I was 13 and walked away from the church and said, God, I'm going to do my own thing, thank you. That leash was starting to wind back. And I was going to bed at night and found myself, funnily enough, with a prayer on my heart, Lord God of Israel. That was the prayer on my heart, Lord God of Israel. I was wanting the rock back in my life that I had lost. I was sick of this airy-fairy New Age nonsense. I wanted the rock that was Jesus back in my life. And you know, it's just, yeah, God answers prayers. He answers appearance prayers. So if you, you're praying here tonight for loved ones that have gone astray, just know that God's on their case and that he will bring them back. And just thank him for them. Thank him. And, you know, I think there's a lot of things happening at the moment in the world that we could get concerned about. But in, in the year 2001, when the Twin Towers came down, I was watching and I knew it was something significant that was going to impact and that the world would never be the same again. I knew that we'd entered into a new era. And just about two years before that, the glory movement began with Ruth Ward Heflin. And I cried out to God, and he said, I will be glorified in the earth. So, you know, <laughs> we don't have to worry about these things that are happening because it's just God bringing alignment. And it's 2011 now, and this is the year of alignment for his government, which is 2012. 12 is government, and we're coming into a new place. And, you know, he said that the glory, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will will be sent out. People will know, will go out all over the world, that people will know about the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. And I think a lot of us are moving and experiencing that glory realm. But it's here. You know, we're saying, Lord, show us your glory. It's here. All we need to do is step into it. It's here. We just need to agree with God and say, yes. But you know, you'll never be the same again. And I, I think sometimes there is a cost. Sometimes we want to stay with what we know, what we're familiar with, and we want to stay with our old systems. But you can't. You can't decide that. It's God's way or no way. So, amen. And I just, my prayer for you and for this church is that you'll just get that total breakthrough of just moving 
and walking in the glory. And my prayer is that one day when there's glory conferences, the the buildings won't be able to contain the people. They'll be running to fill them. And and this is this is the desire of God's heart. And it's going to come. It's going to come. So be encouraged and be blessed. Amen. Oh, yeah. Never give the microphone of the daughter of an evangelist. <laughs> it's all good. Because actually what Joy is saying is, 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 is really on my heart. I, I was sort of pacing about like a lion down there before because actually I, I have a message for you tonight in the, in, in the spirit, but I, I, it's no but in it, but it's, it's, um, I, I, I'm sensing something in the spirit um, that I really want to just speak out, if I may. Because, because, because there's, um, I, I feel... Um, something's trying to suck the Holy Spirit out of, you know, the, the, the church. Um, it's an attack. I've met your leaders. I love them. I love their heart. I love the way they honor the Holy Spirit. But there's something going on in the Spirit that's trying to suck the life. And I, and I felt like a, 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 a constriction uh, in my voice, in my throat, and I felt a constriction in my breathing, which is like the new mother, the Spirit of God. So I want to just address that before I, before I preach, if I may. I, is that okay? Can I, can I do that? Um, I just want to say, <laughs> um, I just want to say, um, I just want to declare into the heavens that actually this is a gateway. And this is a, a doorway. This is an open heaven. And this is a place where God is going to come and dwell beyond anything that you've ever seen, dreamed, or imagined. And I just want to declare that actually nothing will stop the Holy Spirit. I'm speaking into the heavens now. You know, you have leaders, you have people in this place that have the passion for the Holy Spirit, for the passion for the glory of God, passion for a moving, passion for His presence. And um, I just want to declare that what... You know, the, the, the forces that are trying to stop that, um, it's over. I, I even sort of feel as like there's been attacks on, on um, I mean, I know that, you know, because of the prayer that was this morning, but there's, there's, there's been a, a sickness thing that, that's really been restricting, and, and it's an attack. It's not you guys. It's something, you know, there's almost a worry in you that, you know, is there something we've done? It's not you guys. It's actually an attack because you're on the verge of breakthrough. You're on the verge of change. You're on the verge of turning a corner. You're on the verge of going in a different direction. If you weren't here this morning, I spoke about going in a different direction. And, and I, and I want to release that and prophetically in the house. I want to declare that the direction, you know, nothing can turn that back. Nothing can stop it. I break the restriction and I declare the restriction over. All right. Now we can be sensible. Hallelujah. I, I just, re I have a word for you this, this evening that, um, if, if you grab hold of it, it will change your life, whether you're a Christian or not. And uh, it, will, it, it will change your life. 
I got, I've been stuck in John chapter 6 now for, um, for 12 months, and it's uh, 71 verses long, but I, I can't get out of John chapter 6, and uh, I just want to declare to you, I, I, I believe the Holy Spirit, I want to make this statement actually in this church that there's always enough, there's always enough. But Jesus gave us some keys in John chapter 6 to release the enough, to release the more than enough, to release the provision, to release the multiplication of whatever that looks like. Joy talked about, you know, the prayers that have gone up. You know, there are people in this house that are in despair because, you know, your loved ones are not coming into Jesus and so forth. There's a more than enough in the kingdom There's a, that, that, that is about to be released. And I want to I do something or share this with you tonight so that you understand that the goodness of God is about to be released on you, whether you like it or not. You're going to be overwhelmed by the goodness of God. You know, and, and, and if you just really want to sit there in misery, well, it's too late. Because the goodness of God is about to be released over you in unprecedented ways. It's good news. It's good news. Hallelujah. So John chapter 6, Jesus, um, Jesus, um, maybe you could just put John chapter 6 up there and if people, you know, will, will pick up bits and pieces as, I, as I'm speaking. So I, some of it, I just want to just speak out of John chapter 6 if I can. And um, John chapter 6 is an amazing chapter because Jesus was, um, it was near the Passover and Jesus, um, those, there was a great multitude following him. He was um, at, at uh, Galilee and uh, Tiberias near Galilee and he was on a little mountainside it says in the Bible actually I've been there it's just a little slope really and, and uh, so where he where he chose to go and he was he was speaking um, to this crowd and it says that like there were 5,000 men so you know Jewish families you know there were a lot of women following Jesus. So we don't know really how many were there. It just, they just counted the men, 5,000 men. Read the, read the book. And, and uh, the book says there were 5,000 men, and there were women and children there, no doubt. So there could have been like seven, eight, nine, ten thousand 10,000 people there on the slope listening to the words of Jesus, being inspired and just transformed and you know, listening to Rabbi Yeshua release the goodness of God and the, all that was on the heart of the Father, he was releasing on the grassy knoll. And then Jesus said to his disciples, he said, um, we better feed this lot because he had compassion on them. And I want to say something to you tonight. Jesus has compassion on you. You know, if you're hungry tonight, if you're thirsty tonight, if you're looking for something and just longing for the goodness of God, He has compassion on you. And He'll be instructing somebody to do something in order to feed you. Because He loves you. And He cares about you. And Philip, um, poor old Philip was the one that copped the first question, Philip, uh, how are we going to feed this lot? It's not exactly what it says, but it's close enough. <laughs> Philip, how are we going to feed this lot? And Philip said, uh, um, um, actually, if we all work for six months, uh, we wouldn't earn enough money to feed this lot. 
So that was Philip's response. And actually sometimes uh, when the Lord presents us with an issue or a problem or a challenge or a, or, 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 or a growth opportunity, it, it, it appears like too much. It appears like we, we're not going to cope with this. And, you know, that's, I, I, I believe that's always a sign that it's a God thing. When, it, when it's easy, it's just like anybody can do that stuff. But when, when we're presented with this opportunity for growth or this opportunity to release the Holy Spirit or opportunity to like this morning, wonderful, to release people uh, or, to, or to release something, when God starts to speak, there's an opportunity to release. It's often bigger than we think we can cope with. It's like too much. And being New Zealanders, we, 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 we sometimes have a habit of just backing off. But I'm here to stir you up. See, there's a there's fivefold ministry in Ephesians chapter four, pastor, evangelist, teacher, so forth. But actually, they left one off, and I'm it. It's stirrer. And God's called me to stir you up tonight. He's caused me to stir you into uh, not Philip's response, but Andrew's response. And Andrew came and he said, "Well, actually, there's a little boy here who's got like five loaves and two fishes, like 10,000 people. But some wonderful Jewish mother had packed five loaves and two fishes for a hungry lad. Pretty cool, eh? I love Jewish mothers. <laughs> Good reason for that. <laughs> so here was, here was, um, here was Andrew. Jesus there's a lad here with five loaves and two fishes. Now remember the numbers. Five and two. Well, it does make seven. Whoever said that? But it was actually the individual numbers. Remember the numbers because it's important. So Jesus said, you know, that'll do. That's enough. And there's a message in that for us tonight that whatever we have, all Jesus wants is what we have, but he wants it all. So whatever we have, he wants it. So, you know, if you're broke or you feel you're, you know, you're, you're, you know, emotionally broke or, or, or whatever, you have nothing to give, you're, you're, are you breathing? Then Romans 12 says, present yourselves as a living sacrifice. So Everyone in this room has got something to present to God tonight. Everyone. Every, every single living, breathing person in this room has something to offer to Jesus tonight, like the five loaves and two fishes. Now, the deal with the five loaves and the two fishes is that five is a recognized number for grace. And two is like you can't have unity with one. But if you get two people together, then you can have unity, yes? So like, with grace and unity, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Any impossible situation, and you'd have to say that five loaves and two fishes to feed perhaps 10,000 people is an impossible situation. Do you not agree? 
Wow, some of you got a lot of faith because about 70 of you agreed. It's an impossible in the natural situation. But Jesus gave us a way to multiply what we have. So Jesus took what he had. The five loaves, grace. And he lifted it into heaven. And he just said, like, he, all he would have said was the Hebrew prayer of, you know, Baruch Atah Adonai, Elohenu, so forth. Bless this bread. So what was he doing with what he had? He was lifting it into heaven. He was lifting it into heaven to get multiplication on it. See, it was in heaven that multiplication came. See, our problem is that when we have an issue in this life, we want to go to and fro to solve our problem. So we get a second job, or we get a third job, or we, or we, or we, or we get something else, or we, we put in makeshift things to, to help us you know, do whatever we need to do. But actually what God wants you to do, and what God wants me to do, is lift what we have into heaven to get heaven's blessing on it in order to release the glory of God into the earth so that men might be saved, they would see that God is the God of the impossible. Is he? I know you believe me. I know you believe in this church. I know you believe in miracles. I know you believe in signs and wonders. But we ain't seen nothing yet. Because my Bible says that these things shall you do and greater than these. And we really haven't even seen the these things in the earth yet. I'm still waiting for the greater than these. That's multiplication. That's the heaven touch. On You see, Satan had a real issue when he had one Jesus on the earth. Now he's got like a billion Jesuses. If we just get the revelation that Jesus had, so that everything that we have, we lift it into heaven and get multiplication on it. Now, what are you talking about, Ian? Jesus multiplied the bread, didn't he? Well, he did, but it actually says that he broke the bread. Leave the John chapter 6 up there if you wouldn't mind. He broke the bread, and it says he gave it to the 12. So Jesus broke five loaves into 12 bits. Somebody got a bigger bit. So, so he, or somebody got a smaller bit, whichever way you, because like breaking, he broke five loaves into 12. And the 12, it says, distributed the food. So Jesus got multiplication on it in heaven, and heaven kept multiplying through the disciples. And the disciples gave out the bread. And it says there was so much that they were all full and Jesus, not wanting to waste anything, and actually there's a good reason, said, pick up the remnants of all that's left and they found 12 baskets. Where did they get the baskets from? They found 12 baskets. It's not far to the shore, actually. Uh, they, found 12, they filled 12 baskets, 12 speaks of government. So that day the government was established through the principle of multiplication out of heaven. God wants to bring that principle of multiplication out of heaven 
and to Bay City and to Hastings and to the Hawke's Bay so that this place will become known as a center of multiplication, a center of revival, a center of glory, a center where, the, where, where, where when whatever we have, see, but you can't do it. I'm sorry to tell you that. But what you have, you can lift it into heaven and get multiplication on it. With grace, so the grace is that whatever you have, God will accept. That's grace. Whatever you got, you know, the old Billy Graham classic, you know, just as I am, you know, without one plea, you know, well, whatever you have, he'll accept. And then God can do the God stuff with it. If you present what you have, then God does God's stuff. And man, pretty soon, there's always enough. Some of you look nervous. Are you ready for this, though? So, Jesus lifted it into heaven, got the multiplication on it. It just kept multiplying, and it kept multiplying. Was Jesus multiplying it? Well, indirectly he was, but then the multiplication was still on it because they, Jesus got heaven on it. And heaven is not restricted to time and space. And so our issue is that we go to and fro. We're always going to and fro, trying to solve our issues. And God wants you, first of all, to go up. Take what you have up. Present it to Him and get multiplication on it. And pretty soon, anything is possible. Uh, it was a balanced meal too, by the way. Like It was carbohydrates and protein. God just looks after your health <laughs> along the way. So, multiplication. Well, that's all very well, Ian. That was Jesus. Well, there's a little lady called Heidi Baker who's doing it in Mozambique. There's always enough. I want to tell you of, about a place not too far from here, which will remain nameless, where I was ministering, and it was just, it was actually, I'd ministered in the, in the church during the day, and then we did a Monday night meeting, a, a special meeting of special people. <laughs> no, they were just people that were hungry, basically. And so the Holy Spirit spoke to me quite strongly and said, uh, there's a spirit of poverty over the place. And... I said, well, that's very interesting, Lord. <laughs> and he said, I want you to take up, I'm not going to take up an offering right now. He said, I want you to take up an offering. See, people get suspicious the moment you mention that word. But <clears throat> I'm not going to do that. He said, I want you to take up an offering. And my first response was, well, Lord, there's a spirit of poverty here. The first thing they're going to think is, he's just speaking this multiplication word in order to get stuff for himself. I thought, God, if I take up an offering now, they're just going to think that I've spoken this just for me. This is for you, and it was for them. So I'm not going to take up an offering, so it's all right. So, but I did there because the Holy Spirit instructed me to, and it was okay. So I thought, well, what am I going to do, Lord? And it came into my spirit immediately that I should take up an offering for Israel. 
So actually, I'm going to change my name to Israel because it was actually a very good offering. So, <laughs> so I took up this offering. Well, it was okay. Uh, I took up this offering, but the Lord said there's a significance in the amount that was given. And it just prompted me to look up the Strong's number. You know, you know how the Strong's concordance has numbers? And the, the amount given was $719. That was for Israel, right? When I looked up the Strong's Hebrew number, it means we will break loose. Then the Holy Spirit said to me, I got two, I got two people to count it both with an accounting background, <laughs> who know beans. So they both counted it, then they checked each other, $719. The Holy Spirit says, I'm going to multiply it. I'm going to multiply what came in. And so I said, well, this is what the Holy... I stepped out that night. I stepped out of the boat. And the Holy Spirit said, I'm going to multiply it. So I blew the shofar over it. I declared multiplication over it and, and whatever... Um, you know, we, whatever, you know, and then I got them to count it again. And it only multiplied 791. I thought, well, that's pretty lousy. No, I didn't. I just thought, but it multiplied. But remember that the numbers are important. And so when I looked up the 791, it means we'll embrace, you know, this is like a covenant. We'll embrace it. So immediately it's like, presenting ourselves to the Lord. You're in covenant relationship with Him, yes? So whatever you have, if all you have is you and your breath, then that's what we should be presenting to the Lord to get multiplication on it. All right? Because none of us can say we have nothing. Pastor Mike was, you know, quite rightly saying, you know, what, you know if you've got nothing else, we've got something to be thankful for. So we present it to the Lord. We, we, we give it back to Him, Yes? So that's what we were doing that night. We were presenting it back to the Lord. There was multiplication in the room. So I said, count it again. So they counted it again, and it came to $851. $851 means 851 in Strong's Hebrew means we will follow in obedience or obedience. So we'd come through, we will break loose, we're going to move in covenant relationship and then we're going to follow in obedience. So that was okay. Then I appointed a lady to administer it from the church that was involved. And um, before uh, it was sent away, we we'd determined that we were going to send it to a place in Haifa in Israel and um, on Mount Carmel. And um, it multiplied again to 1382. One, two. Um, I don't have it written down. 1381 or two, I can't remember. Um, basically, in the Greek, it meant, what did it mean, Joy? 1381. She's praying. <laughs> um, it was significant, Lord, sorry. Um, yeah. Praise the Lord. Didn't mean that, but it'll come to me in a minute. Eh? Proof. That's what it meant. It meant proof. How's that? And the Hebrew, 1381, was a, a border 
especially a natural mountain range. Well, Mount Carmel is not just one little mountain that sticks up on a flat place. Mount Carmel is a range of, mountain, of hills that surround Haifa and goes into the Jezreel Valley. So where we were sending the money was a natural border like, come on, some of you are not very excited. This is like multiplication in 2011. This is like multiplication. This is like a word that could set you free. This is like whatever you have, you just present it to the Lord and look at him multiply it. This is like if you need people saved in your family, then tonight we're going to lift them up to the Lord and we're going to believe for multiplication on that. I want to tell you that churches that I've spoken this message in have, they, you know, a lot of people sit there looking like possums in headlights and then all these testimonies start rolling in. You know what? God's been multiplying. New jobs came in. You know, promotions came in. Stuff started to happen. God is a God who honors His Word. And if we get heaven on something, you can't lose. Once you get heaven on it, you can't lose. Hallelujah. Stop going to and fro. Get some heaven on it and then go to and fro because that's the principles of God. That's what Jesus taught us in John chapter 6. So powerful was the miracle that they hopped in a boat. Actually, Jesus said, look, you guys, no, actually it was Peter decided that, or, or one of them decided that they'd go off on a boat to, to the other side and uh, should we wait for Jesus or not? Well, there's only one boat here. Well, we better go now or we're going to miss. So they went and they, it says all night they struggled to get halfway across the lake. The lake is eight miles wide, so they were four miles out in the middle of the lake. All night it took them to get there. This is multiplication. This is like multiplication. Understand, this is like the multiplication was still going on. You ready for this? So then Jesus was walking on the water towards them as you do. And they thought they'd seen a ghost. Ah! And Jesus said, it's just me. And they said, oh, it is too. And this, and John, it doesn't talk about Peter getting out of the boat and going for a walk. It actually says they were, they were anxious in the New Living Translation. It says they were anxious for Jesus to get in the boat, as you would be. And so Jesus got in the boat, remember, all night to get four miles across the lake. They were anxious for Jesus to get in the boat. You don't believe me, do you? <laughs> so they were anxious for Jesus to get in the boat. And then it says, and then instantly they were on the other side. All you got to do is get Jesus in the boat. All you got to do is get heaven on your substance. Remember, faith is substance of things hoped for. So if you, whatever you have, we're lifting that into heaven. This is not a hyper-faith message. This is a multiplication message. This is like whatever you have, it's not a name it and claim it thing. It's what you have we present to the Lord. So whatever it is that you have tonight, the Holy Spirit wants you to present that to Him. He wants you to take that into the heavenly realm and get multiplication on it in order to see a miracle. Now, there's a key here in multiplication. And this is the deal. Remember? Five and two. Now, if you... 
So are we agreed that by lifting the five into heaven, Jesus got multiplication on the five? I mean, that's pretty obvious, isn't it? Well, here's the deal. There was five loaves and two fishes. And so here's the deal. The deal is that whatever we have, if we lift that into heaven on our own, there's multiplication on it because we're lifting what we have as an individual into heaven. So we're saying, Lord, here it is. And so Father, Son, Holy Spirit, so it's like three times you, one, is actually three. So you've actually got like three times more than you had before you started, even though it's not exponential. Can you, you know what I mean by that? It, it's like, but it, there was two fishes. And so if you combine unity with grace, anything is possible. So if you lift whatever you have in agreement, so if I come into agreement with Pastor Mike over an issue, so now I've got two of us. Powerful. Actually, Jesus has bound himself by his own word. He said, if, you, if any two agree concerning anything, it shall be done. Concerning how much? How much? What does that mean? Uh, actually, I've looked at the Greek, and you know what it means? Anything. So if any two cons agree concerning anything, it shall be done. So if Pastor Mike and I now are coming into agreement and we're lifting what we have into the heavenly realm, pretty, now we've got three times two. So we've got double, you, you know, that we've multiplied what we had again. So imagine now that if Pastor Mike and myself and Pastor Lynn agreed. Can you understand? The principles of the kingdom are exponential multiplication. But it really needs unity. And that's why, for good and bad. See, when Jesus said, if any two agree concerning anything, it shall be done, we think it's like, oh, you know, if we've got to be holy and righteous. But actually, the Tower of Babel proves that if any two agree concerning anything, it shall be done. So there's power in unity. So we need to kick that disunity sucker in the stomach <laughs> because we don't want that. We want multiplication on what we have. We've got to come into agreement with one another so that what we are lifting into heaven, we're now just not getting, you know, three, Father, Son, Holy Spirit times one, which is three. You know, we're getting, we're getting a blessing. That's the blessings of God. You understand the difference? The blessings of God, that, that just comes because you're a son or a daughter. It's the blessings of God. God can't help himself. He lavishes his sons. He lavishes his daughters. He gives you big gifts with great big red ribbons on them that are, that are, that are just beyond anything that you've ever seen, dreamed, or imagined. God is into good news. Yes? But God wants his body to begin to function and multiplication. I believe this, this is a message for this church. I believe that you're going to come into a place where you're going to be able to say there's always enough. There's more than enough. And we're going to start to feed the poor and 
feed the hungry. And I know you do that already, but, you know, like it's going to become something that's just like, it's like a place of renown. If you get hold of this, and I know in the Spirit it's pregnant in this place with expectation of the Holy Spirit that you'll get hold of this and pretty soon you're going to start agreeing with your neighbor, the person that's sitting next to you, the lady down the road, the one who's not in church at the moment, but you love her and she's a Christian, so you're going to come into agreement with her, and pretty soon God's going to start to do amazing things in this city because it's the principle of multiplication. Jesus showed us a better way. We can wear ourselves out in the old way, or we can come into the new, which is like multiplication. It's multiplication, exponential multiplication. Power of unity. The power of unity. Holy Spirit speaking to people in this room tonight. You may have never given your life to Jesus. You might not even understand what I'm saying, but something's going on, and it's like something's going boom, 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 boom in your heart, and it's like, whoa. <laughs> but tonight, if you'll just give him what you have, he'll do the rest. Oh, but you don't understand, Ian. I'm trying to get my life right. with, And then when I get my life right, I can feel comfortable about coming before God. You know, we've got to get over that nonsense because actually the best place to be when you've got stuff not right in your life is right in the presence of God. Because when you come boldly into the presence of God, anything's possible. Because He changes us and rearranges us and things drop off. And because Daddy loves us so much, we don't want to offend Daddy in the presence of God. The only person who wants to keep you out of the presence of God is Satan himself, and we hate him. So tonight's the night. If tonight you need to give your life to Jesus, you know, or say, you know, I, I need this stuff. I don't know what he's talking about. It's a fair deal. This is the deal. There's no steak knives involved. <laughs> the deal is, if you give your life to him, he'll give his life to you. Man, that is a one-sided deal right there. This is the guy who created the universe. This is the one who said, let there be, and everything that there is came into being, and he's never said stop, by the way. He's still creating, stuff's still going on. This God, you know that one? Well, maybe you don't, but he wants to know you. He knows you, and he wants to come into relationship with you, and he wants you to come into relationship with him. So tonight, you've never given your life to Jesus. Would you like to just say, yeah. I think it's time. Anybody in the room like to do that? I just need to come out of the lights. Say, yes, Ian, I want to give my life to Jesus. Anybody in the room, never done it before, or you've just been away from God thinking, I can't do this stuff anymore. Anybody in the room, you want to lift your hands and say, yes, Jesus. I know that I can't do this anymore. Anybody? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, nobody tonight. You're all saved. If you're not, then talk to somebody who is. Chances are the person sitting next to you might be saved. Just give them a dig in the ribs and say, what on earth is that guy talking about? They'll tell you. I've got a message for you tonight. I want to take this one step further if I make that. Thank you, musicians. Keep going. I want to take this one step further. Sorry, I don't want to bowl you over. 
I just, I really want us to lift what we have before the Lord. But more than that, I want us to agree together. Are we in unity in this house tonight? Do we love Jesus tonight? Then nothing is stopping us getting the, if it, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. What's stopping it? Nothing. So tonight, whatever we have, we're going to lift it and get heaven's blessing on it. We're going to get multiplication. And if nobody else agrees with you, I'm going to agree with you. And I know Pastor Mike will agree with you. And I know Pastor Lynn will agree with you. And I know Joy and Pastor Sergeant will agree with you. I know that we, at least you've got a front row who will agree with you. If nobody else will agree, we'll agree in unity with you. Because I want to believe that God is going to bless you. He's going to bless this church. He's going to bless you with salvation. He's going to bless you with revival. He's going to bless you with glory. He's going to bless you with His presence. He's going to bless you with your sons and daughters coming home. In fact, here's a word from the Lord. The Lord says very strongly right now, the sons are returning to the house. That's God right there. And if I lift that into heaven, we'll get multiplication onto it. So Pastor Mike and I might just agree on that one. We're agreeing, Pastor Mike and I, and we're going to, and Pastor Lynn, I'm sure, we're going to lift, Pastor Sergeant, we're going to lift this before the Lord. Whatever it is, you think, oh, I, don't, I have nothing to offer, then just bring yourself. Whatever you have, what insignificant thing you have, if you're burdened down with bills, then just take a 10-cent coin out of your pocket. And like, I'm not asking for an offering. I'm just saying, lift it into heaven. Say, God, that's all I've got. And I need multiplication on this. Can you hear what I'm saying? Can you hear my heart? Do you understand what I'm saying tonight? I think you do. I want you to lift what you have. Perhaps you need to stand. Hallelujah. Perhaps some of you have got sickness in your body. Here's an opportunity because we're going to come into agreement. We're going to come into agreement. The power of agreement is in the house tonight. We've already said yes. So I, I want you to say yes, Ian, when I ask the question. Are we in agreement? Yes, yes Ian, it's good. Yes, this side over here is on fire. The middle section's in trouble. This side over here is silent. Hallelujah. Yes, Ian. Come on. It's important. Yes, Ian. Yes, Ian. All right. That's good because now we've got earthly agreement. But now we're going to lift it into heaven. We're going to lift your salvation issues with your family. We're going to lift your empty bank balances. We're going to lift your sicknesses. We're going to lift whatever your need is, all the things that are going on, this stuff that's trying to restrict the power of the Holy Spirit in this place, this breath that's trying to be choked out. You know, this is not coming from the leaders, so it's coming from somewhere. We're not having it. We're going to agree tonight that Holy Spirit's coming again. 
Holy Spirit is coming because he knows how. Hallelujah. So whatever you have, just lift it. Lift your hands. If it's a money issue, if you've got coins or or a note, just lift that into heaven and say, Lord, I, I really need you to bless my wallet, my checkbook, my bank balance. If it's a health issue, lift one hand and put your hand on the place that needs healing. If it's a family issue, just see that family member in your arms, in your hands as you're lifting them up. If you've got 17 people that need saving, just ask the Lord for strength as you lift them up. Hallelujah. God wants to multiply in this place. And if nobody else is going to agree with you, oh, I'm going to agree with you tonight. So at least we've got three times two. But I suspect the power of agreement is in the house tonight. That the power of agreement is going to bring manifold glory, manifold presence, manifold anointings, new jobs, new jobs, new jobs. Hallelujah. Wage rises, inheritances that you weren't expecting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is going to bless you beyond measure. God is going to bless you beyond anything that you've seen, dreamed, or understood. Because this is the purposes of God. Hallelujah. So Holy Ghost, Jesus, we lift what we have into heaven. And Jesus, you taught us a better way in John chapter 6. You taught us that if we lift what we have into heaven, that Lord, the rest is up to you that the good news comes from heaven, that the multiplication comes from heaven, that the glory comes from heaven. So, Lord, what we have, we lift into the heavenly realm. We say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, we agree. We agree together. Agree with your neighbor. Agree with the whole church. Holy Ghost, how can you resist? He can't. He can't resist this because we're in unity. We're in agreement. Hallelujah. Lord, for souls into this house, We agree for souls in the house. We agree for thousands, Lord God, touched. Lord, for the Christmas um, choir, Lord God, that, Father, it won't be just a fancy bit of entertainment, but, Lord, it'll multiply, Father, in Hastings. It'll multiply, Father. Souls will come in, Lord God. The walls will have to go out, Lord. Father, multiple services will have to start, Lord, because, Lord, we're believing that, Lord, Hastings will be saved. Father, all the surrounding towns will be saved, Lord. Hallelujah. Because we're lifting it up, Lord God. We lift the city before you. We lift the surrounding areas, Lord God. And Lord, we're agreeing that, Lord, you bring multiplication upon it. Hallelujah. 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 Now begin to thank him. Begin to thank him. Begin to thank him. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the way you get substance is that what you saw when you were lifting it up, you begin to thank Him now. That substance is coming on it out of heaven. So begin to thank Him. Come on, there should be noise all over the auditorium. Begin to thank Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that my bank balance is swelling, Lord, to an embarrassing point that I'm going to have to give thousands to the poor. I'm serious. The kingdom, I don't care what's happening in the world. We're not living in, a, in, a, in, the, in the economy of the world. We're living in a kingdom economy. 
so that all that we need to do in this time, this is an important message for what's about to come on the earth. We've got to learn how to do this stuff. If we lift what we have into the realm of glory, then anything is possible because he said so. Just remind him of his own word. I don't think Jesus had a bad day and said something he didn't mean. He actually meant what he said when he said, if you'll agree, I'll do it. If you agree, I'll do it. If you'll lift it into heaven, I'll do it. The deal is that you've got to stop striving. You've got to stop running to and fro. You've got to give it to him. Are we doing that now? Have we done that? Are we, are we happy that we have presented what we have? Hallelujah. Then I agree with you all. I agree with you. Pastor Mike agrees with you. Pastor Lynn agrees. Pastor Joy agrees. Pastor Sergeant and all the leadership agree that's here. We agree with you. We agree that whatever you've asked shall be done. Not because some fat, short, bald guy up the front says so, but because the Word of God says so. Because the King of Glory said so. Because the, the very Word Himself made flesh said so. And that is substance right there. You want substance? Substance has bones and substance has flesh and substance has breath and his name is Jesus hallelujah you're going to feed the poor you're going to feed the poor this place is going to be known as Bethlehem this is like Bethlehem Bethlehem house of bread feeding the poor healing the sick Delivering the oppressed, setting the captive free. I know that's your heart, but we need multiplication on what you have. Hallelujah. It's not going to be stifled and it's not going to be stopped because now we've got multiplication on it. Hallelujah. And Satan is in trouble. Hallelujah. Satan's in trouble. Satan's in trouble. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Begin to worship Him. Begin to lift your praise up to Him. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving in your heart. Oh, we lift your name, Lord. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your blessing. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your provision. We thank you that there's always enough. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. 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 Oh. Worship Him. Worship Him. Just a new song. Just sing a new song. Just begin to sing a new song. Not, not one that's been written by anybody before. Just begin to worship him. Worship him in tongues if necessary. Oh.
Sicknesses is leaving people's bodies right now. Sickness is leaving. Even as you worship and thank Him for the multiplication, sickness is leaving bodies. Impressed and being set free.
drive my church mad with this one thing. And it's found in Colossians. It says that all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are found in Jesus. So whatever the question is, the answer is found in Jesus. And tonight, some of you have been observers and some of you have dared to believe that if you lift into heaven what you have, then God is going to bring it forth. Then the others are going to say, boy, I wish I had done that that night. Well, guess what? It doesn't have to stop because multiplication keeps going. Remember there were 12 baskets left over? How do we know how many days that multiplied for as they took it to feed the poor, to feed the hungry, to feed the sick? The Bible doesn't record everything. It just needed to form a principle. What we know is that it multiplied. What happened to the 12 baskets? Somebody ate it, I'm sure. It just kept multiplying. I want to tell you that what happened in that other place that we ministered where God said, this is proof. There was a defunct trust that struggled for a few years and people had got hurt and stuff. And the offering that came and was put through that trust to go into Israel. And guess what? The money hasn't stopped since. It's still multiplying. The trust is still sending money to Israel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe for missions my brother, that God is going to open some doors like that for you. That instead of saying, church, we need money, God's going to bring the revelation of how to multiply what you have in your missions budget, lifting it before the Lord, and pretty soon you're going to be known as a church. I'm getting... Do you, do you already support missionaries in Turkey? Okay. God is going to bring an opportunity in Turkey. I got that actually during the worship. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Amazing place, eh? God's going to give you an opportunity. See, the Holy Spirit's moving again in Turkey. Izmir is like got a mini revival going on. And I tell you, when you've only got 3,000 known Christians in the land, even one salvation is a mini revival. You know, especially when there's 77 million people live there. And I believe that God is going to use this house I, I, and the reason I say that is because we've got so much blood in the ground in Turkey. Our sons lie in the ground in Turkey. Our sons. The sons of New Zealand lie in the ground at Gallipoli. That's Turkey, in case you didn't know. And their blood says, hey, you guys, we paid the ultimate price with our blood so that the door was open for you to take the gospel into Turkey. I believe that Australia and New Zealand have such a mandate to take the gospel into Turkey. You can, Pastor Mike probably experienced the same, you can go into Turkey and say that you're from Australia and New Zealand and they'll go like this. Because they, we're brothers, we're blood brothers as far as they're concerned. Turks are buried beside Australians and, and Turks are buried beside New Zealanders. They hate the British. They hate the Americans. 
that they love the Anzacs. That's got to tell you something about missions. There's an open door. And I, I don't usually say this, Pastor Mike, and I'm, I'm, please forgive me if I'm stepping out of turn, but I, I believe, I don't think I am actually, I believe the Holy Spirit's going to multiply, multiply. It's not that you're going to have to ask for more. It's the moment you make the decision. Say, God, what all we have, you might have $7 left over in your missions account. I, I don't know if that's a figure, but you say, well, God, that's all we've got. So I want, I want you to lift it before. I want you to lift. Say, let's call it $7. I want you to lift before Holy Spirit. Say, Jesus, would you just multiply this out of heaven? Find a mission in Turkey. Pastor Mike probably knows one. Send them seven bucks and watch it multiply. That's the word of the Lord right there. Somebody in this house has got a wayward son called Daniel. Who's that person? Daniel needs to come back to the Lord. Daniel? You know a Daniel? Holy Spirit's all over me on this one. Daniel. Father, if you don't, I'm going to agree with Holy Spirit. Father, I lift Daniel before you. Maybe that person's not here tonight. Somebody has a son called Daniel I've been praying for, crying out for. And I lift this boy before you because he's got a call on his life. And pretty soon, Daniel's going to come back to the house. And God's going to bless him. And there's an abundance coming upon him. And something is about to happen. And you're going to notice, you're going to notice a quality on the life of this young man. You know God's going to bring him back to the house. And he's going to have such an influence on, on the people that you're wanting to reach. This, this is God's word right here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just so you lifted, some of you lifted your need for healing before the Lord. How many did that? How many lifted a need for healing? Some more of you needed to do that. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost, I just I just agree with those ones that need healing in this room right now. Jesus, I want you to heal pancreas. I want you to heal heart. I want you to heal lungs. I want you to heal feet and knees. I want you to hear, heal like a spinal cord disorder. I want you to heal a real breathing disorder in somebody in this house. I want you to heal that person with the throat condition that's really worrying you and it's worrying your doctor a bit as well. It's healed in Jesus' name because I'm agreeing with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit says through Jesus, anything that you agree, if you agree concerning anything, it shall be done. So we speak healing into the atmosphere tonight under every body that needs healing. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Pastor Mike, what do we do? 
I, I just can I just share one more testimony? I want to share. This is relevant to somebody in the room. I had cancer in 2005, and I nearly died. But it wasn't my time. Jesus healed me. Hallelujah. I stand before you today, six years, six years on, as fat as a lamb. When I had cancer, back there in 2005, I was pastoring a church, but I was also selling real estate. So I used to earn a little bit of money. And I had tax to pay. Do you know that stuff? GST, tax. So I got sick. And suddenly I had no income at all, because actually when you're in real estate, nobody sells for you. So I had nothing, no government help, no church help, no friends help, nothing. So we had to just cry out to God, Jesus, will you help us? Will you help us, Holy Spirit? But what happened in that season was when you've got tax owing, it just compounds because they don't, they don't like us. And so they put interest on interest on interest. So I owed GST and I owed tax and I had nothing coming in and I couldn't pay them and my case manager would ring me up and say, what are we going to do about this tax? And I would say, don't know. I've got this illness in my body and I'm not earning and I can't do anything about it. What, you know, what do you suggest? And he had no suggestions. He just had a piece of paper that says he needs to pay tax. So this went on for a few months I owed fifteen thousand as a matter of interest, and then, and then that, and then that compounded, and over the months it compounded, it, you know, compounded interest because they're so kind to us. They just keep compounding interest, and at the end of my sickness, I owed forty-five thousand dollars. Yes, <laughs> and I, I didn't know what to do, and I, so you know what I did. I lifted the tax bill into heaven. I said, Jesus, you've got to solve this issue because it's not looking good. It would be better for you to take me home than to be thrashed about by the Inland Revenue Department. Jesus, help me. He said, unless you do something, Lord, they're going to take me to the cleaners. And this is kingdom money, Lord. This is This is kingdom. I had no savings, I had nothing left, everything went. So, guess what happened? Within two weeks, the phone rang again. It was the IRB. But it was a new case manager, a woman. Praise God for woman. And she said, what's going on here? And I said, I don't know. I said, this is my situation said, oh boy, that doesn't sound good. The other guy had just said, no, right the way through. She said, will you give me permission to go back seven years on your records so that I can see if there's anything that we can do? I said, please, please do it. I don't have any other option. Took, took three weeks, I think. Phone goes again. It's my angel at the Inland Revenue Department. And she says, Johnson, 
I've gone back through all your records and your accountants made some blunders along the way. It appears that the Inland Revenue Department owes you $40,000. Which, I don't know how that happened, but she, which paid my $45,000 debt, still leaving me owing $5,000. She said, I've talked to my manager and on the basis that the rest of the money owed is actually interest anyway, we have agreed that we'll write it off. Mr. Johnson, you're debt free. That is multiplication right there. And some of you in this room, it might not be the Inland Revenue Department. It might be the power company or the phone company or the garage or somebody down the road, but you've got debt that's mounting and mounting and it's like nothing you can do about it. And it's like Holy Spirit says, did you lift that up to the Holy Spirit tonight? Did you? If you didn't, it's not too late. Just do it. And let's get some multiplication on it because you can't solve it. The Holy Spirit can. So we release multiplication over all that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, let's give a lot of clap. That's fantastic. No one gets money from the IRD. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your grace, for your goodness. Father, tonight, let all the words have been spoken. Let not one fall to the ground. Let there be multiplication. Let there be breakthroughs and increases right across this church over these coming weeks in Jesus' mighty name. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a clap one more time. God bless. So good to have you here tonight. What a great message here. We loved it. Very inspiring to have you both here tonight. Thank you so much for coming, ministering in the house. Well, let's finish with a great time. Joyce, celebrate.